Welcome to the Northeast Christian Podcast. We're so excited that you've decided to check out our weekly messages. We hope that you're challenged and inspired by what you're hearing today. We'd love to have you join us this weekend at one of our campuses or online at northeast.live. For more information on Northeast, visit us at necchurch.org. If you love the Northeast podcast, subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment or a rating in the Apple Podcast Store. I was thinking about the importance of fun in our fellowship. That when we come together, there's a reason why we gather together to worship. Now, we learned in the pandemic that you can worship at home. You can study your Bible at home. What you can't do at home is fellowship with other people, right? That's the thing that we were missing. And I think that our scripture for the morning captures the concept of what true praise and worship is all about, fun and fellowship. So Psalm 34 reads like this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. I think that sometimes in the busyness of life, we need to pause and just take some time. Y'all ever take, took, taken a time out from your life? Ever happened to you? Sometimes you be on meetings all day and then you say, you know what? I need to step away. That's what you need to type in your Zoom when you get back to work on Monday. Stepping away, be right back. Because there are moments that you need to just stop and breathe. And so the concept of this message is just about taking time. Point one is real simple. Take time to praise the Lord. David finds himself on the run for his life in a cave. He found himself into this cave because he was running because people were trying to kill him and a king was after him and David tried, had to act like he was going crazy to get away from the king. And here he is in a cave on the run for his life, yet he pens these words, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He praised God, though there was seemingly nothing to praise God for. And what that lets me know is that praising God is an act of your will, that you have to decide to bless the Lord. Because all of us have problems, all of us have situations, and all of us can get into cavernous situations, but your response to that has to be, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will constantly or consistently be in my mouth. Because even when God's process you can't rejoice about, you can at least rejoice in his purposes. That you don't like the pain, but the pain is truly developing you for where you're trying to go. God has still got his hands on you. So though I don't like the pain, I know the pain is perfecting me so I can say I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now I think it's important to note that David is praising God from a cave. 
He's praising him from a cave, but not a grave. And let me show you the difference. In those times, a cave were a dark cavern. A grave, a dark cavern that has been sealed shut. I'm going to say it again because y'all look slow. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. We got time. We got time. He was in a cave. A cave is a dark cavern. A grave is a dark cavern that has been sealed shut. Oh. I broke up with them. Through. You understand? They will not get another point this entire message. I'm done with them. I'm going to give you a shot. Matter of fact, you're the apple of my eye. This is the only side of the room I wanted to talk to anyway. It's a cave, not a grave. A cave. Hey, see, you see how they do? Learn from them. It's a attitude. Mm. It's a cave, not a grave, because a cave is a cavern, a dark cavern, and a grave is a dark cavern that has been sealed shut. Amen. Right, see, got my people over here. So just know if something pop off, we're going to take y'all out. But the difference is, is one has lost hope. One still has a little bit of light in the midst of the darkness. And I don't care who you are, where you've been, all of us have gone through dark and dreary situations. But in this case, God still has hope. He still gives us an opportunity that there's light at the end of the cavern. Though we are in darkness, we are not in danger. We're in darkness for our development, not for our demise. That we're there just like we're developing film. I know you don't know what that is because you got an iPhone or an Android, but back in the day when outside was a thing, we used to actually develop film. And what was taken in darkness over time in that darkness develops into something that we can display on the wall. And what God is doing in you right now, though your pain is in darkness, your difficulty is in darkness, he's getting ready to elevate you to display that people can see, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We are in the darkness for your development. But you don't want to stay in the darkness, right? And I learned this because I remember the first time I went to my dad's hometown. My dad is from Lawrence County, Mississippi. That's the big city, folks. <laughs> big time living, you understand? Uh, but he's from a small community called Oakvale, Mississippi. Put your phone down. You're not going to find it on your Google Maps. I don't care how much you zoom in, you can pinch. Zoom. You're not going to find this on your map. Oakvale is an outskirt of an outskirt, meaning Oakvale is outside of Monticello, Mississippi, which you also won't find on your map. The reason I'm telling you this is because in a small community, the one thing they absolutely do not have is street lights, or as we would say in Mississippi, street lights. <laughs> don't have them. So I'm trying to get to my great aunt's house and I stop at the only place to stop. You would think I would stop at a gas station or a store, but the only possible place was this guy who uh, 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 fixed tires. He fixed tires, sold barbecue, and tackle. 
<laughs> this, is, this is a happening store, you know what I'm saying? I stopped and I said, hey, this is the address I'm trying to get to. He says, all right, go down this road a couple spells. And then look to your left and you'll see it. Now, I was a math major. I have no idea what unit of measurement a couple spells is. I didn't know if it was like a Hogwarts kind of thing where you're not, you know, expelliamos and get yourself there. I didn't know what to do. But he told me to drive a couple spells and then look to the left and I would see where I was going. Now I'm driving in darkness in Oakvale, Mississippi. Couldn't find where I was going, I'm just driving. Moving from darkness to deeper darkness into more darkness with darkness all around. I finally got frustrated, turned my car around and went back to the tire barbecue tackle shop. And I said, hey, I, I rode down the road a reasonable amount of time and I didn't find where I was going. He said, you didn't drive long enough. <laughs> he said, get back on the road and don't stop until you see it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you know it when you find it. So I go down a couple more spells and I decide that the way he wants me to measure it is like anybody would in Mississippi. I started counting. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. Eventually, I go over a hill and I look to the left and my great aunt's house had a light shining at her porch. And because it was so dark, the only thing you could see was the light. There was darkness all around, and when you got close to the light, the only thing you could see was the light shining through the darkness. What's your point, preacher? This is a long story. <laughs> the point is, when you go through a dark and cavernous situation, shining the light of Jesus always brings people to the place they need to be because your light is the only thing shining in the midst of the darkness. So when you go through a dark situation, stand up and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will constantly be in my mouth so I can shine my light in the midst of my darkness. I know that sounds crazy. That's what they said, David was going crazy, but could it be that David was just praising when everybody else was crying? Could it be that David was giving God the glory when everyone told him to be quiet? And I'm convinced that we as a people have to take some time to praise the Lord. Not only that, but we have to take some time to connect with our friends. Now, before I gave my, in my BC days, before I gave my life to Christ, I had a squad, you hear me? I had a crew. Like when I went out, I didn't go alone. Partially because I'm a little bit scary sometimes. And you know, I needed people around me and you know, I didn't want to fight, but I, I brought people who do that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> but I had a gang around me, right? Um, wherever I went, whatever I did. And the weird part is when I gave my life to Christ, I started feeling isolated. That the only time I felt the crowd was on Sundays or Wednesdays, but I didn't feel the carryover of our fellowship in everyday life. And it's because we've allowed ourselves to not foster community in Christ. 
And I think that you can go through the difficulties of your darkness if you do it with other people. When you're walking with other people, you're not as scared of the dark because you know you have someone with you. And David was in this cavern, this cave, and there were other people there. So when he was blessing the Lord, there were other people listening. And watch what the Bible says happens. He says, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad because friends can help you change your atmosphere. Have you ever been having a bad day and a friend calls and it picks your spirits up? Your problem is still the same. The only thing that changed is now you have fellowship in the midst of your pain and it's something about being around a friend in the midst of your pain that makes things all right. I'll be encouraged if you lie with me in my darkness, at least I'm not alone and there is power in fellowship. And we have to do a better job as a Christian community of fostering fellowship because we all have commonality. I know you might be Democrat, Republican, you might be liberal, or you might be like most people, sick of all of them. Just had it with them all. Want all of them to shut up. You know, but those are loud voices on the right side, the left side, the north side, the we side, whatever side. But there's an eerie silence with Christians that we don't come unified, banding together, saying that we will stand with one voice. We've allowed people to bully us into being quiet. And there's a magnified voice that the Bible wants from us, and this is the way the Bible says it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And I got an example that I want to help us to see. Let's say I was in trouble, and I'm locked in a cavern like David was, and I'm trying to cry for help to get out. Now, I got a pretty loud voice, so I probably wouldn't struggle, you know, saying help. But let's say I go, help! There's some power to that. But now I'm going to say help, and I won't, you know, I broke over them. I would get, <laughs> get them to help me, but y'all my crew. So now we're going to do it together, my help with your help. One, two, three, help! A little bit louder, right? All right, I'm going to take the center section. We're going to add the center section to the left section. They don't get to participate. <laughs> I, might, I might get to y'all. Y'all hold on. All right, so one, two, three. Help! Help! A little bit loud. Now look. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. They ready. They ready. All right, we, we go together again. I'm going to get you something for Valentine's Day. All right? All right, so on the count of three, all of us together. One, two, three. Do you hear the change in impact as we added voices to the cause? Do you think that maybe they'll hear our cry of help now that we band it all together? Now let's change the help cry to a Jesus cry. One, two, three. Jesus! One, two, three. Jesus! One, two, three. Jesus! Imagine if we can strongly say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's make God's name bigger and bigger that everyone can hear about the love of Jesus Christ. 
We were trying to shake up the devil. We just made the baby mad, though. <laughs> that was not our intent. <laughs> I'll pay for the first session of counseling for the baby. <laughs> we got to take time to praise the Lord and then take the time to connect with friends because we all have commonplace at the foot of the cross. Sin doesn't have a color. Sin doesn't have a religious preference. Sin doesn't have a, 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 a denomination. Sin is sin. We all miss the mark. And all of us have fallen short of the glory of God and we fall find commonplace at the foot of the cross. So why not together, let's call on the name of Jesus. So we have to take some time to praise the Lord. Take some time to connect with friends. And the last point, I'll be out of your face. We got to take some time to share God's love with others. At the start of the panoramic, <laughs> over the last two years, we've been in the midst of a panda bear. It's been really, really tough for all of us. And at the start of it, there was a phrase that kept getting repeated by government officials and, and our our governor as well, that we desire to stop the spread. Y'all remember when we used to say that all the time? Stop the spread, stop the spread, stop the spread. Um, it was effective at the very beginning, then it started getting on your nerves a little bit, you know. <laughs> you, didn't want, you didn't want to hear them about no social distancing or stopping the spread or mask up Kentucky. You didn't want to hear none of that. You just were sick of all of it. And you're like, you know what, just give me COVID. Forget it, I'll just take it. Just forget it. <laughs> all right, you, you know what I'm saying? But at the very beginning, that, that was the, the slogan, to stop the spread. I think that at the same time we were trying to stop the spread of COVID-19, which is a worthy cause, that there's been a systematic and consistent desire to try to get Christians to stop the spread of Jesus Christ. And the way they used it was not through a virus or a disease, but with one vicious S word in the life of the church. That S word is silent. If I can get these Christians to shut up about Jesus, if I can keep you quiet, then I can control all the other things if I just get all the ones who stand for Christ to sit down and shut up. And what has happened is, that it's not disrespectful to other causes for you to stand for Christ. They ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. Stand for what you believe in and let that rock out. Do it in love. Do it with patience. Everybody ain't going to rock with the church. We good with that. But why the church folks so quiet? If you don't like church, you don't want to do church, cool. Do you. But why are we so ashamed? And the Bible says it like this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. If you don't love God, I'm convinced because you hadn't tried it. Because if you tried him, you would like it. And it'd be like a good thing of potato chips. I bet you can't eat just one. <laughs> right? All the slogans fit Jesus. It's like, mm-mm, good. Good to the last drop. Once you pop, you can't stop. All that, Jesus, Jesus all that. You understand? But we got to take the time to share the love of Christ because our silence is a work of the enemy. When we first started having uh, 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 virtual church, Emmanuel didn't have any virtual church before, uh, before COVID. I mean, we were just 
One, we did one service at 11 o'clock. We did it right the first time, and we was up out of there. <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to experience what we had going on, you had to be just like Hamilton. You had to be in the room where it happened. <laughs> right? We did it. And then we started sharing our service online. My family in Mississippi, my dad was watching, and when he watches, he will watch the number of people who are watching live and report back to me how many people were watching. <laughs> About three, four weeks go by, my dad tells me, boy, you had a lot of people on today. You about to go virus. <laughs> like, eh? I don't know if that's what I'm trying to do, but what, what you describe, it sounds a little itchy. I don't want that. <laughs> But the point was, in his mind, if 100 people are watching, next Sunday, 200 people could be watching. Then the following Sunday, 300 people. Because if you're watching and you're getting out a good product, eventually a person will tell a person, will tell a person, will tell a person, and eventually we can make Jesus go viral. Imagine the things over the past week that have been viral. None of them have been positive. Because good stuff don't go viral. But let a fight break out. Oh, man, you share that. You know, let one of the Kardashians get a new body part. You'll share. <laughs> I I'm sorry. <laughs> ben, this is going to be my last time in Northeast. I, I might as well go all out. You know, it's the last one. This is... Benedictions from him. But that'll go viral. But I found that people will share your divorce, but won't share your promotion. People will tell folks about when you and your spouse had a fight, but won't tell them when you had an anniversary. That people will share the bad and yell out the bad, but whisper the good. And what if we just made a covenant to do what everybody does to make things go viral? In order to make something go viral, you got to like it and share it. Like it and share it. Like it and share it. And if God has been good to you, how about we like it and share it? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. I'll tell the story, then I'll be... Uh, my, and uh, I'll call this your cultural education for Sunday. <laughs> now look, we have big gatherings for holidays. For Thanksgiving, we had about 40 people at our house. In order to cook for holidays in our house, you do not get to bring a dish unless we verified you can cook. <laughs> Say, hey, Damien, what can I bring to the party? Nothing, because I've never tasted your food. <laughs> you will not be dropping none of your bad cooking to my family affair. So it's a hierarchy, right? It takes time to actually get to the point where you can cook for a family event. We put people out the kitchen. It took me 10 years 
to just make it to have one dish at a family affair. And still to this day, you can ask my family, my mom still sits in the kitchen to inspect what I'm doing. <laughs> I've probably been cooking for, for the holidays for about 10 years, and my mom still be sitting there talking about, you sure that's enough sugar? <laughs> and, and, I, and I take it because that is, you know, I feel like she's willing our ancestors to watch over me to make sure I don't mess up the cornbread dressing. Well, thankfully, over time, two years ago, my daughter had COVID. She missed Thanksgiving. So this year was her first Thanksgiving in a while, and my oldest, she was hype. You hear me? She was crunk. She, like, for, for, for breakfast, she was like, when we go get started? Let's go. <laughs> and so we had so many people coming, we made two of just about everything. I ain't trying to get y'all hungry, but we had smoked turkey and baked turkey. We had honey-baked ham and honey-baked turkey. We had uh, regular cornbread dressing. We had a seafood dressing. We had two mac and cheeses. We had sweet potatoes and mass. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I almost went into a little bit of diabetic coma right there. I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm back. But my daughter over the years has been working to get to the point where she is now the mac and cheese cooker in the house. Now, I told you we had two mac, macs, macs and, and cheeses. Mac, Maxine and Chez. We had two of them. You know, I don't know the plural of mac and cheeses, is this? but we had two. But the way things were set up is that the, my mother-in-law's mac and cheese was here and my daughter's was right behind it, okay? And so people just coming through the line naturally went to the first mac and cheese. But nobody was really tasting my daughter's. When I made my plate, I scooped into my daughter's and I tasted it. And oh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all know what that means? That's a good thing. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> Did y'all understand that? Just, oh, Lord. The first thing I did after I tasted it was I got a separate plate and filled the plate up and got a bunch of disposable spoons and took it around the room and made people taste it. Because people hadn't, like, you gotta taste this. Like, she had done such a good, like, you gotta taste this mac and cheese. Now, culturally, she put her foot in it. You understand what I'm saying? That don't sound appetizing, but what it means is she tore it up and everybody needed to taste it. And I wonder about our willingness to let folks taste what Jesus has done for you. What if every time God touches your life, you went around and said, mm-mm, You got a problem, you got to try this, Jesus. You had a loved one die, try this, Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is he that trusts in the Lord why don't you just give a sample of Jesus? Tell people about the love of Christ and stand in the midst of your cavernous situation and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Though I'm in a dark place, I'm going to let the light of Jesus shine through me. And though I may be down, I got commonplace that there are others down with me, but I ain't going to be down for long because this place is not a place of danger. It's a place of development. And I'm going to share the love of Christ. Oh, magnify the Lord with me.
Let us exalt his name together. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. In just a moment, you're going to go through your time of communion. During this time of communion, I want you to take your time. As you look at the elements, I want you to see your sin in the blood. Take some time. The Bible says as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Take a pause and just experience this time to really appreciate what God has done for us. God's a good God, and he's worthy to be praised. Thank you.